0: everybody, it is Marcus Grant here from NFL.com Fantasy. Before we get into the coaching show, let's let's have another little chat. We talked last week, let's talk again this week. Did you think fantasy football season was over? Come on, I told you last week that it's not. So don't wait until next year. You can keep playing fantasy football for real cash this season. Just head over to FanDuel.com. Check out my man Chris Prince from Detroit. Huge fantasy football guy. He's won over seven Hundred grand playing fantasy sports at FanDuel.com. Join him and the hundreds of thousands of other users who've already won actual cold hard cash. is a leader in one week fantasy football league. Money is real. Entry fees starting as low as just a buck. That's it. Just a dollar. This is it. This is the last week of the fantasy football season on FanDuel. It means it's your last shot to walk away with your piece of the $10 million they plan on paying out this weekend. Just head over to FanDuel.com Click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use the code COACHES. Sign up now. Plus, there's a new user special. FanDuel is giving you a bonus of up to 200 bucks on your first deposit. That's right. For every dollar you spend, FanDuel will match it up to $200. Offer is good, though, if only for the first 50 people that use the code COACHES. That's right. The code is coaches don't miss out on all the fantasy football you can handle season's almost over folks fanduel.com where every week is a new season that is f-a-n-d-u-e-l.com sign up today this is nfl.com's coaches show podcast 40 men together can't lose this is why you lift all them that. Nobody out there and now we're going there's a gleam man there's a gleam
1: Welcome to a special edition of The Coach's Show. I'm Brian Billick, and I can't tell you how thrilled I am to be joined by the godfather of coaches, we call him, Dick Vermeil. Dick, thank you so much for taking the time.
2: Always oh, great to be with you, Brian, you know that.
1: Well, I, you know, I, there's so many subjects I want to get into, but uh, the first one I want to bring up is, and I'm going to write about it this week because I do it this time every year. And, and I always, when I was coaching, I would look at the four teams in the championship games, and say, okay, what does this say about the league? What is there some direction? Is there something I can glean from what these four teams tell us about where we're going as a league, what you need to do to compete and be successful? Is there anything that comes to mind when you see the four teams that are in the playoffs or in the championship games this week that, that coaches could look at and say this is kind of the – or this is what you have to do to be in the championship game in the NFL? Well, you know, it's
2: glaring. They've got four fine quarterbacks, you know, all of them with – a quarterback efficiency rating is better than 95, all the way up to 112. So, as you know, if you don't have that guy, it is tough to win on defense alone and just an average player at that position, and more so today than I think ever before.
1: Yeah, I I think the thing that that in conjunction with that, because we know it's a quarterback-driven league, and and if you don't have one of those guys, you better be in the process of finding one or developing one. But the thing that struck me as well as I look at these teams specifically is the balance, probably more so than we've had in a a few years where typically we might have a team that's really strong offensively but only so-so defensively or even vice versa. But these teams are all together collectively Probably as good as anybody in the league when you combine their offensive uh, overall ranking and their defense, the, these teams represent all top ten teams in that regard. Is that balance kind of say something about? Yes, you got to have a great quarterback, but you know what? You better make sure you pack a fairly good defense as well.
2: And no question, and you better have a very fine personnel department making very few mistakes, because now you don't have the time on the practice fields to develop your own kids. You've got to get them, get them ready to play and play. You know, And the limit on practice sessions, the limit on pads, the limit on OTAs and minicamps and all this stuff. Now, it is tough. If you're a losing team, you can't work harder to catch up. You've got to do the same things that the teams are already doing to beat you. So you better have a hell of a personnel department.
1: Steve and I have talked about that all year long. Have we gone too far with the collective bargaining agreement in terms of the way we're allowed to prepare our athletes now?
2: No question. No question in my mind. Every coach that I know well, that I still communicate with, says the same thing. Especially the offensive line coaches and the quarterback coaches. You know, you can't keep a quarterback out. Maybe you've got a third quarterback that's going to have to play somewhere down the road. Well, you can't keep him out on the practice field. You can't send him home with videotape and accept to study and then talk to him about it when he's home. There's, you know, and the offensive linemen. Personally, I think I see. Yeah, uh, deterioration of fundamental offensive line play. Now, when you see a guy get sacked, it's fundamentally the reason he gave up a sack. Not that he wasn't physically capable of pass protecting. His hand placement was poor. His foot movement was lousy, and you just don't get enough work with those guys.
1: Yeah, an area that that I've speculated for a while, and watching all the games on Sunday for Game Day Live that I do it seems like we had more special teams breakdowns, blocked punts, blocked PATs, blocked field goals, returns of kicks, uh, which I think also might be a function of that lack of of practice time.
2: No question. Uh, No no question. I'd like to believe, you know, the last three years, I've had the opportunity to coach the NFL PA All-Star Game. I didn't do it this year for other reasons, so I'm not out there as of today. I would be there. But I, I banged on Jason Belser, Ernie Conwell, and other people that are uh, Trent Gaines that are involved in running the Players Association. I say, guys, you, you, you shot yourself in the foot. You're, you're, you're shortening the career of the average player. You're really hurting the young quarterback. We can't develop our own guys. and it, You're hurting the league. And, you know, they sort of agreed with me.
1: Yeah, every coach I talk to, I kind of hear the same thing. Of course, we coaches, we'd practice forever if we could, but but I still think we may have gone kind of a bridge too far. Well, you bring up an interesting point, and of course, we've got to talk about Peyton Manning, and, and not only specifically, but in general, because we've both had to deal with that older veteran player that was on the cusp of making that transition out of the game. Is there anybody that comes to mind that, that was that was a tough transition for you, that maybe you had to... Prod a player to say, look, I, I, think, I think you ought to think real long and hard about this before, you, before coming back and playing next year.
2: Well, I go all the way back to my first year with the Philadelphia Eagles, 1976. Roman Gabriel had been traded to here. I had coached Roman at the Rams in 71 and 72. They traded him in 73 when Chuck Knox took over. Uh, you know, and it was time. But he was so tough and loved the game so much. You know, they don't see it the same way. They don't see it the way. And, you know, and Peyton Manning, I mean, he still had a, a wonderful quarterback efficiency rating. This year. My gosh, when you look at what uh, he did at 101 quarterback efficiency rating, <laughs> you can count on two hands the number of guys that have had that over a few years, you know. So he can still play. I personally, I thought they limited him a little bit in the game uh, by not letting him go downfield more. They didn't challenge anybody very often downfield.
1: Yeah, and then one's they did. The only the thing that I looked at that and I'm like everybody you look at it. Remember we we wrote off Tom Brady in the first 3 4 weeks of the season. How silly does that look right now? Yeah. Uh, and to write off Peyton Manning would be ridiculous, but No, yeah, no question. The the deep I, ball I, I the you. deep balls he did throw his normal accuracy and, and as you and I both know, the deep ball is a a function of timing uh, and touch, not of a strong oh, yeah. arm. And, and, and it looked like yeah. he was pushing the ball a little bit, maybe because it was the quad, maybe just uh, there were circumstances in. But uh, early on in particular, I don't know if it was physical or not, um, it, it, it'll be a tough time. And obviously he raised the question afterward as well because he kind of raised the specter of, I don't know, I remember when Jonathan Ogden, uh, our, our, someone you're very familiar with, obviously yeah. in our Hall of Fame left tackle in Baltimore in my last year there. Jonathan, who had to have his his toe injected every game the last season, basically yeah. said, Coach, the want is there, but I and it wasn't the playing in the season that bothered him. He says, I don't know if I can face an off season of rehab. I just don't know if I can do it again. And that yeah. ultimately led to him retiring.
2: Yeah. Well I like you know but you know, Peyton Manny, for example, had more in my numbers, had more passes for twenty yards or more than anybody else in the lake. Complete. Okay? <laughs> and uh so you know it's still there, and it didn't all of a sudden just run out at the end of the season, right. I don't think, unless he really got tired. But I just don't doubt it. I Personally, because he, his name is so big to the league and so important to the PR of the league, I think I'd like to see him come back and play another year, and I believe he will.
1: Yeah, part of it may very well be they could very well go through transition. They have a lot of players uh, uh, that are up possible free agency the club's going to have to be aggressive we see this every year coach you had to deal with it as well in terms of the changing profile we're almost to the point where we're like our college days because there's about a a 20 to 25 percent attrition rate in terms of what you can do with the cap and and the number of players that that might make a change i can't imagine that that's not going to be a factor for him as well in terms of okay yeah i'll come back and i'll go the rehab and i'll do all the things that i know how to do it but what kind of team are we going to be going forward
2: yeah, oh, I agree with you. I know the best team I ever had was the Super Bowl championship team at the Rams. There were nine players on that roster that were there when I took over three years earlier. Nine guys left. So you get a tremendous turnover and especially so in a so-called rebuilding program, but you still get that, like you say, that 20 to a 25% turnover.
1: Yeah, John Harbaugh, I thought did a phenomenal job with that weak secondary they had, and almost so I just kept thinking they were going to pull that game out in New England. But they, well, I
2: thought uh, they were the better team. They were, I, and I think most I people would
1: say team. that. And they, yeah. uh, they have two thirds of their roster has turned over since their Super Bowl two yeah. years ago so that's just the nature of the league right now uh, let's and talk that, Let's if I can't change gears I want to talk a little bit about that game and John Harbaugh and obviously the job that Bill Belichick does you know a lot is being said about some of the things that uh, the, the New England Patriots did to, in terms of personnel and declaring who's eligible none of it was illegal it was all within the rules that's that's just being sure. a good coach isn't it
2: I'm right yeah and you used to pull some of those things on my way. Around,
1: so. <laughs> I learned it all from you now. <laughs>
2: no, no, you didn't learn it from me. But yes, they are and good for the game.
1: They're yeah, good for the game. It challenges you, know, you, and yeah, and you know, being creative, that that is all part of it. There's no question about that. I read in a paper this morning,
2: Brian, I read in a paper this morning, that they'd been working on that play for six or seven weeks is just never running on the game.
1: Yeah, and it, it flabbergasted me that Julian Edelman, who was a a college quarterback at Kent State, had never thrown that play, uh, thrown a yeah. touchdown pass before in this league. You You'd to think that to pulled out at sometimes. So like you said, that's just uh, that's keeping one in your back pocket and and uh, pulling it out at a good time. Uh, let's. I want to move on to um, the Des Bryant catch, no catch. Uh, I did the Calvin Johnson game against Chicago. That kind of began, and we we know it as the Calvin Johnson rule now. Yeah. The the possession through the process. You're seeing it with kind of uh, unfiltered eyes on the outside. What do you make of of the legalities and the and the minutia we've now brought into determining what's a catch and what's not a catch?
2: Well, I remember your game. Okay, I thought it was a catch yesterday i saw it and i thought it was a catch but by the rule it was not a catch as interpreted today that's all there is to it it's very defined as you know the rules better than i do it's defined and uh i just you know i don't know who's right and who's wrong if you do it the other way they're still going to have instant replay and decisions to make and humans have to make those decisions but uh by, by the rule they called it correct.
1: Absolutely right. I remember after that game and as I was going back to the airport I called my my then 90-year-old mother who, you know, loves the game and listens to whatever game I'm doing and I was try- she was asking me, "Well, how come that wasn't a touchdown?" And only in the wisdom of a 90-year-old, I was trying to explain to her why it wasn't and her her response was classic. It was Oh my! that just doesn't make sense <laughs> because if it looks like a, a what do they say if it looks like a duck, if it walks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck then it's a duck uh, yeah. but but it, when you talk to the officials, and I know when this was put through with the league, it was trying to remove any ambiguity from one one crew to the next in terms of judgmental. So they thought that this continuation of the process would would define it more specifically. And in that regard, it probably has because as you look at the two, clearly not maintaining possession through the process. Yeah. That, does, that at least made it a clear line that it was crossed to say it wasn't a catch.
2: No question. you know, the other thing is that play and a few others that took place during the year, well be you know at the owners' meetings they'll be up for great discussions and they'll rehash it. Chances are they won't change it, but it'll be the rule will be better embedded in everybody's minds going into next year.
1: Yeah, another thing I think they're going to discuss is, and I'm interested in your opinion on it, the defensive holding and pass interference quadrupled from last year. Have we gone too far with the interpretation of that?
2: I think so. Well, it, first off, it's a game of extreme movement, and it, it's it's starting to take away from the game as a fan I'm a fan Carol's sitting over there in the other chair We're fans and it it, it it there's so many penalties now they'll probably come out with a number there aren't any more penalties this year than other before, but it sure seems like it
1: yeah so if they did, if they do that, then someone's cooking the books because i'm I'm yeah. not buying that at all and and what what bothers me is also in watching the game as a fan and now commenting on it, it seems like the receivers come up after every single play looking for and the flag. What? They're looking yeah, around like, well, the it. guy touched me, so where's the flag? On every single incomplete pass, I it's know. like, well, where's the flag?
2: I know it, and sometimes he gets it called when it wasn't going to be called, I think. But, uh, you know, uh, it's just when people move full speed, there's bound to be some bumping around and all night. When it's not flagrant or intentionally grabbing or pulling the guy, I i don't
1: know.
2: I i have a hard time with it. I really do. Yeah. Because now I watch television, I don't know if it was pass interference or not.
1: Yeah. And from one game to the next, I know they try yeah. to standardize it. Yeah. But uh, Well, before we move off that game, let's talk a little bit about the game that Aaron Rodgers had. I mean, when I talk to coaches around the league, and I'm one of them that believe the same way, we I, I can't remember us being as deep in good quarterback play ever in the league. I mean, we're talking about four or five – Guaranteed Hall of Famers currently playing. A no couple guys on the horizon, this Andrew Luck is unbelievable. But at the end of the day, most people I think think Aaron Rodgers is still the best quarterback in the game today.
2: I wouldn't bet against him. I would not. I think Andrew Luck is going to be yeah. if he's not if he's not competing for number two already, but all those guys playing. Then you have Russell Wilson doing it in his own way. But when you throw thirty eight touchdown passes and only five interceptions. You're something special, you know. You're something special. Brady had thirty-three and nine, you know. Andrew Luck has forty and sixteen, you know. So when you're a thirty-eight and five, quarterback interception ratio for the touchdown, you're really playing the game well.
1: And but what about what about the conversations then? And you when you came back into the league and had to deal with it? And I'm just old enough that that okay, we're pointing at all these good quarterbacks and and those numbers are great. And okay, there are the guys. So okay, our guys up. So we got to give them one hundred and twenty million dollars. Could, could you could you have ever seen the day when that was going to be the standard top-tier contract?
2: No, I didn't. You know, it's hard to believe. And, you know, it, it's it's an advantage. Like if you have a Russell Wilson or if you have a Kurt Warner like I did, it was not high man on the totem pole, wise. so you could pay other guys to keep them. Once you go there, as you know, once you go that kind of money, you are not going to be able to keep all your prime players.
1: Yeah, particularly in that first year. But it does help, I think, going down the way because now they can go back to to uh you know uh, bank manning or bank brady because they yeah. can just guarantee larger parts of the contract now which is great for the player cuz they're getting all that guaranteed money but at the end of the day it comes back and bites you like you did with the Dallas Cowboys and uh, uh Troy Aikman when at the later stages of his career they had guaranteed so much of the contract going forward that all comes crashing down in one year it can it can wipe yeah. you out
2: yeah no question
1: Let's talk about one of your guys who's up for the Hall of Fame, because I know this is one of your favorite subjects. But uh, go ahead and let's get on the soapbox for Kurt Warner, who should be a first ballot Hall of Famer.
2: Well, you know, first off, we all know he's going to go in. Whether he goes in the first year of eligibility or not is up to the voters. But, you know, I have done a study on the Hall of Fame. I've got a breakdown on every quarterback that's in it. and and including every quarterback that we've just mentioned that will be in it someday. I've got their career numbers, playoff numbers, Kurt Warner's numbers are better than everybody except in fact, his playoff quarterback efficiency rating is better than everybody already in there. Okay. He's down. He's slightly under uh, Peyton Manning in percent at 90. Peyton Manning's at 97.2. Of course he's not in there, you know, but Steve Young is 96.8, 96.8. That's a, amazing you know and, and Terry Bradshaw was 70.9 uh, uh excuse me uh way up there but anyway his numbers dictate that he goes in. Whether they'll push him in on the first year, I don't know. I kind of believe it. His story is too good
1: to pass up. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing that, that, to me, is the kicker that, that says, okay, you got to make it a first ballot Hall of Famer, yeah. is the fact that he did it with two separate teams. Yeah. I know he didn't win the Super Bowl in Arizona, but to get that team to the Super Bowl and obviously having one with you, we just don't see it. We, some of these guys have had to go to the other teams, but we've never seen a quarterback take two separate teams to the Super Bowl that we did Kirk Warner.
2: Yeah, well, let's say this. Let's say he won the game at Arizona, and the defense then gave up unbelievable series for Pittsburgh to win it. All yeah, great credit to Pittsburgh. But really, Kirk did what he had to do to win right, the game.
1: Right, right. With that you long, know? the past to uh, to Larry Fitzgerald and just you know, to, such underdogs going it. into it. I'm I'm with you. To me, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I can't imagine no it not being the other that
2: thing way. to me. You know, there's certain guys that do it. The last pass he threw in the NFC Championship game was a touchdown pass to win it. The last pass he threw in our Super Bowl was a touchdown pass to win it. The last pass he threw in the Arizona Pittsburgh game was a touchdown to win it. You know, and, uh, God, you know, not many guys can do that.
1: Well, and just and, and of course the the uh, Kurt here at the NFL Network, and I see Kurt every Sunday as they do game day morning, and then I do game day live. And his perspective on the game, he you know he looks like he could still play. He lo- he looks oh, yeah. like, he, like he is slimmed down and looking even better. Then that's probably him on the phone calling right now, trying to tell you, Coach, I can still play. Put me in. Yeah.
2: Yeah, probably so. But he but, looks yeah.
1: he looks great, and, and uh, yeah, I agree with you. I, I just think it's kind of a slam dunk. Well, let's talk about the matchups because you, you are a fan just like I am looking at it right now. Can the Packers go in and beat Seattle in Seattle? Yeah,
2: sure. But if they don't turn the ball over, they will. Yeah, that's really the key, is Yeah, they just can't. Yeah, as you know, you, you just can't turn the ball over, win, especially on the road. I, I've got all the numbers on that stuff. When you turn the ball over on the road, it's worse than when you turn it over at home. And it it's just the way it is. It, I think the team that's plus in turnovers will win it. And if it's even, personally, I think Green Bay will beat them.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, I like the different compared to some other Green Bay teams that we've seen, even in their Super Bowl year, the presence of Eddie Lacy, to have that physical aspect in the run game that I don't think they've had in years past, That mm-hmm. that's going to be a difference maker as well.
2: Yeah, you know, and Seattle's got a great defense. There's no question about it. And every, every numbers you look at, they're very good. But you don't have to throw the ball at their best corner.
1: Right, but but by the same token, you 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 can't you can't totally eliminate him from the game. No, but you're right. Why no, tempt Providence? To, yeah,
2: you, yeah, you got make, you, you got to make him earn a salary game day. But you know, you wouldn't want to try to base your game plan on a, whipping him over there on that side. Or you know.
1: I can't everybody's imagine Everybody's
2: doing a better job of throwing the ball inside today, too. Right? You know, right? Well, with the rules,
1: with the rules, how do you not? I mean, yeah. if, if you don't get the completion, you know, the old Woody Hayes, you know, you can throw the ball, but two things are bad. You yeah. know, in the old days, well, now it's a couple. There's more good than bad because yeah, you can get a catch, you can get in, inter- you can you can get a, a, a pass interference on top of it, the way they're calling it now.
2: No, no question. You know that to me as a fan sitting home watching the game the most improved position in the league is the wide receiver position. There are more players making the impossible catch. In the old days, you wouldn't even throw the ball at the guy. Now they throw it and give him the responsibility to catch it because he's either going to catch it or it's going to be passing And But – they catch so many difficult balls today. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, and this year more so than any. I, I can't remember. This was this may go down as the greatest receiving class, top to bottom, with the oh, whether I it's an Odell it's, Beckham or Kelvin Benjamin and Mike Adams down in Tampa Bay, and even this Martavius Bryant. It's at Pittsburgh that went in the fourth round. These are some impressive looking kids.
2: Yeah. You got to be lucky
1: sometimes. Yeah, I was. Final thing on the Seattle. I was. Uh, I, I'd be shocked if Pete doesn't. I thought we'd see this more from Dallas, but with the injury to to, to Aaron Rodgers, and I, I'm a we didn't see a whole lot more pressure right up the middle to try to get him move to the outside normally you don't want him running around because he's so lethal but on that leg i was a little surprised they didn't do a little more into the inside to force him to run to the outside and try to make the same throws on that bad calf
2: you know i felt the same way but obviously uh, the defense coaches looked at it a lot more and more intensely than we can as fans and you see him more than i do but you know it was obvious that he wasn't himself in terms of his movement skills and and why they didn't do more up inside, I don't know. Yeah. But maybe it was affiliated. They felt they had a, uh, with committing linebackers and that they didn't want to do that, you know.
1: Well, in the other game with the Colts, the Patriots, I'm, you know, actually, in the, everybody's and saying the Patriots, you can't go to Foxborough. And when we saw Baltimore almost do it, and I'm like, I'm with you. I thought Baltimore played better. I thought they were going to get that game. And I was so impressed with not just Andrew Luck, but that defense that Greg Minuski – has put together, and with not a lot of you know, known players, I'm not so sure they're not, they can't go in and really challenge New England and maybe even beat them in Foxborough.
2: Well, they proved yesterday they can be scored on. And you know, they're, they're, what, 14 and nothing before you blink their eyes. Right. I mean, they, right. they had a great game plan. They executed well. Flacco did a great job. You know, the, the staff did a real good job. And it, it, to me, there were two teams that have a great overall pro football process from their general managers to their, to their coaches to their teams, they're always good because they always have good football players and they're always going to be competing in playoff games like this because their overall process is superior.
1: Well, it shows you that coaching and the process do matter, right, Coach? You bet. Always you has bet. and, o- and always that will. <laughs> That's our story, and we're sticking to it. Dick, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time. We need to do that again. Am I going to see you at the Super Bowl? you got to bring me another one of those uh, nice bottle of wines you produce.
2: We'll be there. I'll be
1: there for a couple of days marketing the wine business. All right, we'll do it. Thanks so much, Dick. Take care. Happy New Year. All right, you too. All right, hope you enjoyed the Coaches Show with Dick Vermeil I'm Brian Billick. Come back and join us next week. We're going to have the Coaches Show all the way up and through the Super Bowl.